You're listening to the Hamilton Today podcast from 900 CHML. We were talking about this a little earlier on in the week, uh, and CISA is now um, again showing concerns over uh, Chinese interference and the Chinese, uh, the sorry, the uh, Chinese Communist Party's interference here in Canada. We were talking about uh, police stations uh, that are being investigated by the RCMP that have apparently been set up here. Uh, the Chinese say to make sure that Chinese Canadians can get their driver's license for back home, uh, but instead we're finding out that it's used to uh, harass people that are Canadians that are here, and also uh, more concern from ISIS, or sorry, CSIS, uh, that uh, the Chinese Communist Party is interfering in uh, elections and policy here in Canada. To talk more about all of this, Elliot Tepper, Emeritus Professor, Political Science, Carleton University, he's here now. Elliot, thank you for the time. I hope you're well. Thank you. Same to you, Scott. So once again, we have CSIS uh, talking to politicians and saying, hey, you got to look at this, and this is certainly not the first time. Uh, considering the two Michaels and, you know, um, COVID, the bad vaccine deal, whatever, pick your, your crisis with China, what is it going to take before we start paying attention to the information that's being given to us by our own spy agencies? The fact that this was testimony in Parliament... Uh, and not uh, it's before a, a special uh, standing committee on on procedures and things, but we also have a separate Canada-China relations committee. So can, Parliament has responded by setting up special uh, activities to focus on that relationship. But what will it take to change our policies? Uh, that is uh, out of my beyond my pay scale. What? It does become clearer and clearer is that China is not the cooperative, friendly, rising power that we must deal with because, after all, they are the number one, number two, number three economy in the world or trading partner in the world, and we, they're here. We have to deal with them. The nature of this regime is increasingly clear, and we've seen it once again in the alarm raised by CSIS that there is behavior not i think the way they put it and it, it it was a they called it an influence campaign the important part here is it's a campaign of influence uh, which goes beyond the normal behavior of states we scott we we go around the world particularly in the u.s when we have problems with you know the new nafta and all that we try to influence public opinion to be favorable to us that's a normal standard operating pr- procedure it's when it gets into the harassment and intimidation and actual espionage aspects that it crosses the line into illegal behavior. The, um, the nature of that, uh, that uh, emerged Communist Party, we've, we've seen them differently before Xi Jinping came to power and now more clearly afterwards. Uh, as you just mentioned, and we've talked about before, uh, the president now there for life. Does that change Canada's position? Does it change things? I think it uh, certainly has in terms of public opinion. We've seen the, we have attitude surveys through the Pew Foundation. And they, they, it, the whole world, basically, uh, around the world, has now gone from being quite favorable to China to being quite unfavorable to China. The question now is the actions that are going to follow from this. The alarm has been raised by CSIS. We should also say that this is joining our major partners, the five-eye partners, 
the intelligence sharing community mm. and Canada is a privileged member. There's only five members of that uh, have been raising this as an issue. I'd just like to quote from what the FBI has recently said about exactly what we're talking about. And I'm quoting here, the counterintelligence and economic espionage efforts, counterintelligence and economic espionage efforts emanating from the government of China, the Chinese Communist Party are a grave threat to the economic well-being and democratic values of the United States. And to come to your question, confronting this threat is the FBI's top counterintelligence priority. Hmm. I don't know if it is the top counterintelligence priority for us, but certainly when we have our partners uh, raising these concerns, as is CSIS, uh, it's bound to raise the, um, the whole priority, I believe, to any government of Canada. What, who is the Chinese Communist Party targeting here? Who are they trying to influence here? And um, why don't Chinese Canadians who are being affected speak up? Why are more Chinese Canadians here not defending why they came to this country for a better start and, and calling out the homeland? Yes, the, uh, the question of who's being targeted is it's a very broad range. We have to, the, the report to which you're referring, CSIS, has said that, you know, there, it's a target of individuals uh, for harassment purposes, but also uh, government agencies, also the private sector. I think we should spend a bit of time reminding ourselves that Huawei is a factor inside Canada as well. The um, Huawei incident regarding Nortel is receding in our memory. In fact, we never got it documented sufficiently. But the fact that Canada no longer has a champion in the 5G network uh, competition and that only Huawei, Huawei is there with ZTE is due allegedly and with a lot of evidence to the fact that Chinese espionage entered inside the Nortel, <laughs> inside Nortel when it had 70% of the world's internet traffic on its equipment yeah. and then systematically spied on it, gutted it, then underbid Nortel by 40% as it did for a UK company elsewhere in terms of gaining the contracts necessary to gain dominance of management of the internet. Uh, therefore, we now have people to come back again to the question you're asking, who's being targeted? There's Hong Kong activists said, we can't trust any internet traffic that goes through Huawei and Huawei controls the internet traffic globally. And also Uyghur activists in Canada say they are concerned. The question of intimidation of Chinese uh, Canadians or people of of Chinese descent who uh, live in Canada and they're Canadian, they are victims of this. And uh, expecting them to, um, to carry the can for what should be a counterintelligence operation by our authorities and by our parliament, I think is a bit unfair. Are we being politically correct here? Let's cut to the chase. Um, you, you know, I've talked to various uh, uh, Chinese officials on both sides of this discussion, and, and some have even said it, it's racism. So how do you separate the security issues and the reality and the facts? Because ca Canadians are sensitive to this as opposed to, yes. well, the, it's all about racism. You don't like, you know, you don't like China. You don't like the Chinese people. How do you get, how do you avoid that argument? How do you keep I, this I, I've factual? I've raised this uh, among colleagues and peers of mine in numerous seminars and uh, web, you know, behind the scenes and in lunches. I'm very, very concerned about what you are now raising 
correctly is that uh, when dealing with China, we cross the line into raising, you know, the yellow scare and all of that. And I think that should be part of our response when we become increasingly aware of how the uh, Communist Party of China is behaving around the world and specifically in Canada. We have to be self-aware as part of our response that the people in front of us, uh, whoever they may be, are Canadians. And uh, one estimate was, well, you know, you have to worry about the students. An estimate came, there's less than 1% of students who possibly might be involved Chinese, these are students mm. coming from China to study in Canada and elsewhere. Less than 1% of those possibly might be involved in the kind of espionage activities we're talking about. Uh, we have to realize that we are facing, in my case, at Carleton University, and every professor has this, we have students in front of us, and that's what they are. They're students who came to learn. Wow, that must be uh, difficult. Elliot Tepper with us, Emer- uh, uh, Emeritus Professor, Political Science, Carleton University, ceases concern over Chinese interference here in Canada. Elliot, as always, thank you for the time. Be well. Thank you. Same to you, Scott. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Today podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on 900CHML and online at 900CHML.com. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.